tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmarlroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning, everybody. I can't hear Blake and Aaron. I don't know what they're doing. Anybody have a clue? Blake and Aaron, I cannot hear you. Are you playing some good fancy music for me? Oh, yeah. They look like they're having a private conversation. Let's, let's, let's see if we can decipher and read lips and see what they're into. Aaron's really into it. She's like, oh, I can't believe that that's happening right now. Hi, good morning. Morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I, was, I was trying to read your lips and pretend like I could tell. I, you know, I didn't realize we were on. We were, we were having a serious debate. Yes. yes, I could see Aaron was very animated. No, we were talking about um, there, there's yeah. apparently a search and rescue going on. Yes. And we were just talking about um, how you Blake could, thinks the person can stand in no, the middle of the sound. Not in the middle, but it's it's it's. We were more talking about how you could probably survive. Oh, well, yes, when we got to that point. And not be eaten by sharks in the sound if you could float. There's no hypothermia. And like, right? It's it's just a matter of being able to float and being comfortable. Because for me, like being stranded in the ocean, I think a heart attack would take me first because I would be scared of what could yeah. happen. But it's not like being sucked out and you're in deep water and, and sharks are circling you. Are, are there sharks in the North Sound? I'm sure there's sharks everywhere in the ocean. <laughs> Plenty yeah. of shirts. Yes. There's plenty of shirts. <laughs> right, hold in on. The let's, North do your, let's do your I've proper open. Hold on. <laughs> Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. All right, Sandy, we're back. Officially with you. Good morning to you. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. We were uh, we were just chatting about this search and rescue that that uh, is going on right now. 
Uh, do we know if it's still happening? Sorry? Do we know if the search and rescue is still going on? Or um, in the North Sound? Well, I've not received any updates that it's been called off. Um, okay. So I'm assuming they're still looking for him. So there was a man overboard last night. Oh, last right. night. Okay, yes. so now that's terrifying overnight. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't get that. A man overboard, like as in they got back and they realized, oh, they're not there anymore. From or? the Cayman Islands Coast Guard, it says all vessels traversing, transversing in the North Sound from Starfish Point to Governor's Harbor, please proceed with caution as there is a man overboard. We ask for all vessels to be vigilant and proceed this area with caution and requesting the assistance of any boaters with a VHF radio at 6 a.m. this morning. Please contact the Cayman Islands Coast Guard Operations and Rescue Coordination Center, 936-6722, if you're willing to assist. Oh, no. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm heading out on yeah, a boat so, um, after the show. Oh, that's right. You are. Yeah. Not on a school the, trip. Not the search, but if yeah. we end up saving them, that'd be cool. That, that would be great. It'd be nice to find someone. But that's that's terrifying. So, I don't, yeah. I mean, if it's been going on now for about an hour and a half. Yeah, not a lot of people wear life preservers not on many. boats here, uh, unless unless it's kids. Your kids do, right? Um, um, a lot of times they don't, to be honest. Yeah, yeah my kids, uh, honestly, because it's like we have them on board, but they can both swim and we're around. So right, we, we they're accessible, but we yeah. kind of once they learn to swim, we we stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, well, I hope they find this guy. Yeah, so um, what we know is that mm -hmm. um, he was out in a party boat called the Tortuga. Oh, it was a party um, boat. I was, yeah, I was actually trying to look for the picture. I do have a photo okay. of it. Who's partying um, on a Monday night? I, I, that's the same thing I said, Aaron. <laughs> <And then> somebody, <laughs> that's what I said as well. And then somebody said, well, you know, he can party. It is day, man. It's also these young, uh, we used to party on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Back when we first moved here. Yeah. Now we're old. We partied every night. With kids. Yeah, um, so I guess that's a thing. Um, and he went overboard. There are a lot more beach parts back then. Um, he's a Sri Lankan national. We do know, oh, know where he works and everything. He's in the in hospitality industry. Oh, man. So um, I think he can swim based on, um, I had a peek at his social media pages, but you know, depending on kind of what state he was in. Well, a lot of times sure. these party boats are, um, are are like close to the shore. So hopefully. No, not if you're well, going I, from I mean, Starfish uh, back. Yeah. But I mean, I, at, at some point they kind of anchor and they just turn the music up loud and have a dance party. So hopefully. That's usually like at Starfish. Yeah. That's or just, they just kind of do a slow pot back. So, I mean, this has happened before where people like, you know, they drink a little bit too much and then they fall off the back and no one notices till later. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't usually end well, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, if, he, if, if he is a swimmer, he swam, you know, to the to yeah. the coastline, and Maybe. he's fine. I mean, hopefully, or, or so yeah. We, we got the word about it um, shortly after eight o'clock, so you know it's already dark by then as well. Yeah, I was gonna say they can't really. I mean, they can send coast guard out and be like send a helicopter. Yeah, but you can't really see anything at that point. You could do infrared, maybe. I don't know. Do we have that? Yeah. Got infrared on I mean, the. We, we should listen. We are an island um, that should have the best when it comes to search and rescue, especially after what's happened in the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I would hope that we have all of those technological tools available. Um, you know, there, there were people who were trying to go out immediately last night and assist with the search, 
and they were calling me like, where's the effort? Like they're, you know, is the Coast Guard putting the alert out there? Like they wanted to help private persons and they were a little bit lost um, yeah. in terms of who was organizing it and how it was happening. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. It didn't sound organized as of like 930 last night. I mean, it's just so hard that late at night and then you don't want people going out there that don't have proper lights, they can't see, going too fast, you know, and you don't want yeah. someone to hit them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else happening, Sandy? Um. Well, Steve is back. Oh, Steve's back. Ah, did you figure out who Steve it's is like, yet? Uh, it's like a bad dream. It's a nightmare <laughs> recurring again. <laughs> so um, he's back and we're going to talk about that situation because um, now he, the the tone of what he says is very, very interesting. And he's trying to blame other people for all the backlash that he's gotten, including CMR. <laughs> it's hmm. our fault, apparently. Are you hmm. sure Steve's a guy? We don't know who Steve is. Steve can what be a he? monkey. So I saw the uh, the 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 website is down. But is the, no, website? it's back. Oh, it's back now. Yeah, that's why I said Steve is back. <laughs> okay. The website is back. Um, so, yes. Yeah, somebody else is asking me what's up about an update um, on the missing man. But yeah, we're trying to see what we can find out. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, yes, there was a, a chain letter, not a chain letter, but a letter this weekend that was um, going viral, um, asking the governor to allow the Cayman Islands to go independent. So we're going to talk a little bit about that situation. I saw that. How many people were even a part of that? That one person. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just, you know, the governor's actually leaving next year. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, you know, I at this point, I'm kind of thinking, he must be thinking to himself, here I was thinking the Cayman Islands was going to be like a little easy journey. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sleepy place. My last stint before retirement, I can just, you know, relax on the beach 80% of the time. The other 20% host functions and show up in a ceremonial thing. Yeah. Poor guy gets hit by COVID, the worst pandemic the world has seen in 100 years. Yeah. Um, Doing he, press conferences all the time. Yeah, yeah, having to work really hard. <laughs> I will say he's got a he's great sense of humor. Yeah, he's having to deal with people twerking in front of the governor's residence. I saw that. Uh, I saw that person doing that. I think outside yeah, of the, the government, government building. building. Yeah. Do, uh, I was to, like, what's going on here? He had to do a charity dinner one night with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's had it rough. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost yeah, beginning to feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, Governor, we'd like to give away a, a a dinner so that random people could come to your house one night and have dinner. That's Aaron and her friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have enough wine. So yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just super, super bizarre. Um. But yeah, it's it's you know he's he's been introduced to a lot of interesting characters while he's been here in the Cayman Islands. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, he's been great. We've had him in the studio. Uh, yeah. We've worked a couple of times on at the came and cookout at the brunch uh, together. Uh, he's super cool guy. So yeah. we'll 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 miss him. What is he going to do when he heads back? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of thinking he might be close to retirement. Maybe maybe he'll yeah. do one more. I don't know. Maybe he'll do one more uh, stint somewhere and then retire. But yeah, I think I always feel like this is the last stop before retirement for a lot of governors. I, I feel like, to, well, I don't know if he's going to retire. I feel like you have to do something like this in order to be promoted in in the government back in the UK. That's what I feel like. Oh, no, he was already 
he's already been up high. Yeah. What was the hostage situation? He was involved in a hostage situation. And where was that? Why am I spacing that one with the embassies and stuff when he was over? Okay. I feel like it was in South America somewhere. No, it was. I remember him him talking about that. No, he's done a lot for sure. But maybe, yeah. maybe. I'm, I'm kind of thinking they're probably getting a little bit closer to just wanting to retire and take. Maybe he'll become yeah. prime minister. Of where? You know, of the of the UK. <laughs> no, okay. I think I think there's they're different. They're different avenues. So he's more of a like diplomatic and that yeah. line, and then politicians go a different route. Mm-hmm. Um. So the two shall never commingle. Never say never, Sandy. <laughs> I know. Hey, that's uh, life lesson number one. Yeah. I mean, we should probably just ask him these questions instead yeah. of speculating that's about his life. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, what's next? Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so, we'll, keep an eye on, uh, we'll keep an eye on CMR for any updates on this search and rescue. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, let the, we'll let you get the show started, and then we'll see you tomorrow. All right? All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Aaron, what do you got coming up? All right. We're going to try to see if we can find out a little bit more about that search and rescue. So yes, a man has gone overboard. Um, yep, that's what I just said about governors. Uh, so, okay. So what have we got here? Uh, good morning to Jonathan. Good morning to Diamond Princess. Corrine, thank you so much for tuning in. Marshall, there was already an accident this morning. Did you guys hear it? I hear about it at Moon Bay. Baden town um drinking some nice coconut water this morning Ooh, it's so refreshing and cold um ervlin pleasant good morning to you blissful powell is here beautiful vernita we got louie joining us from detroit top of the morning to you larry from new york he says good morning to everybody um, Blissful Powell says, I'm in love with the intro with Blake and Aaron with Sandy. Love it. Um, how do the, the radio listeners, I wonder how they feel about it. I know that my husband and my daughter listen to it. They don't actually listen to the, to my show, but they listen to 106 on the drive into, um, town when he's taking her to school because a couple times she actually said to me once, She's like, mommy, um, is your show called Dirty on the 30? And I had to laugh because I guess she hears Aaron talking about the Dirty and the 30 right after me. And she thinks that that's the name of the show. And I was like, no, but you listen to mommy on the radio. She's like, mm, I hear you on the radio. <laughs> James from Canada. Good morning. Aliana, what's up? Aliana says, yes, sharks are everywhere. Yeah, in the ocean. Beautiful Alice. Sue. (coughs) Sorry. Says, uh, that's what everyone said to party board on Monday night, but young people party all day. Wow. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just his day off. You know, you go when it's your day off. Good morning, Felicia. Miss Iva is here, Catherine. Um, yeah, this governor has had an interesting time of it all. He's, uh, but I think he's he's maintained. You know, he's he's done all right. 
He's kept he's kept it together. Let's put it that way. I've not seen my little Aguti in a while. Um, I don't know where he is. I think about him often. So every once in a while, I kind of glance out the window to see, can I see him anywhere? But I must admit, we, I, we actually have a different window treatment up now. So I think it kind of blocks my view unless I like really open them up. So maybe he's still scurrying about the place. I really enjoyed seeing him. During the election, it was so much fun to see the days that he would actually show up. Uh, had a running joke that he was going to predict all the winners. He predicted a few. Uh, wee wee, good morning. Odette, how are you? Um, yes, I think the governor is probably, most of them retire, I think, after they leave here. This is like the last stint, because this is kind of like a bring it down a notch. Anne Marine Daisy are here, Richie. Richard joining us from Texas. And uh, Miranda says big salary comes with big responsibilities. Does he get paid twice? I'm trying to remember how this story goes. Does he get paid from us and then from the UK? I think there's something kind of like that. So um, in terms of the rescue efforts with the boating situation, what we know is this young man is a Sri Lankan national. Like I said, I actually went and had a look at his social media profile. I think he can swim based on his social media profile. He likes to be um, around water a lot, which is so interesting. So um, a lot of his pictures like on the water, around the water. So um, I feel like because of that, he can probably swim. But not necessarily. So he went overboard shortly after eight o'clock last night. And um, I actually haven't received any alerts from the RCIPS or the Coast Guard. Have they posted anything on social media? Let me just have a quick look. RCIPS. Uh, <clears throat> so they have a domestic um, alliance to end domestic violence. Um, I don't actually see it on the website. What am I missing? Hmm. Okay, let me see if the Coast Guard has anything up. Coast Guard. As you know, now they're their own uh, entity. CAPS doesn't have anything up. All right. So the Coast Guard says all vessels traversing in the North Sound from Starfish Point to Governor's Harbor, please proceed with caution as there's a man overboard. We ask for um, all vessels to be vigilant and proceed uh, this area with caution. We're requesting assistance to any boaters with a VHS radio at 6 a.m. So they were actually conducting that this morning. Let me see if I can message on the Coast Guard in real time. Um, what's his name again? Ugh, I'm the worst with names. Oh, yes. And see if we can... Uh,
me see what I can do this morning. Mm -mm -mm -mm. What is this? Um. All right, let me see what I can find out. And then I shall let you all know. Yeah, so um, mm -hmm. all right, in case you haven't noticed, by the way, while I'm typing, you notice it's a lot quieter these days. I had to pull out my ergonomic keyboard I've used these for many, many years. I've gone through a couple of them now. They're one of the better ones. I'm gonna show you something here with it. This is what it looks like. So it actually has a very sort of extreme curve and then they leave this little hole in the middle. So it forces your fingers, oops, my little stand fell off. It, for, it forces your fingers into a particular position, but it actually comes with the built-in um, like wrists, uh, piece on it, which I think is really, really important. But it does force your hands into a particular position, which is better for you. You know, I've been having this little carpal tunnel thing. And normally that's because the muscle that's running up the arm is problematic. And I can literally feel like if I kind of just even rub along it, I can feel it's very sore. But the majority of pain ends up kind of in the elbow region. But the one interesting thing about this um, keyboard is it's actually a lot quieter than the other one that I used to use. So you probably won't hear as much of tapping as you used to before. Um, Miss Iva says the under 17 girls are preparing to travel next week. Good morning, Olivia. Good luck to them. Um, they've been doing really well, Miss Iva, so do keep us informed. Marshall says that Gucci is like a politician. You only see him when it's election season. <laughs> um. Aw, I don't know. Like, I felt like maybe for a little bit he was hibernating or something. So he was, I don't know if it's he or she, to be honest, but maybe it was like family time, time to make babies. They do burrow in the ground. So maybe they do that. No clue. Good morning, Miss Darlene. How are you? Um, Darlene's, oh my gosh, Darlene is saying, She's hoping it's not a violent act or suicide. I think he just, let's go with the most likely scenario. He just fell overboard. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get too crazy with ideas now. There's no mystery to solve here. Um, sometimes it is what it looks like. He just fell overboard and unintentionally. That'd be a horrible way to commit suicide though. But people have drowned themselves before. Crazy. Uh, Celine, good morning. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Miranda. I was in bed, listen to this, by 11.30 last night. And I actually went to sleep because I was feeling really sleepy. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to stay up till 1 o'clock tonight. I'm going to go to bed at 11.30. Mind you, it's never a solid whatever hours of sleep. Oh, I got to wake up to get to the bathroom. I wake up and look at the clock at two o'clock, at three o'clock, at four o'clock. I swear, I wake up every single hour 
and just have a glance at the clock to see what time it is. Um, Miranda points out that a drunk man on a party boat that can't swim is a recipe for disaster, uh, wasting our government time and money, but he is a lawless expat. Ooh, that's kind of harsh, Miranda. Um, I think sometimes what happens is people um, drink and don't realize the situation that they're in. And so you can have a few drinks and then, you know, playing around, laughing, whatever, and you just fall overboard. I wouldn't call him lawless. I mean, I think accents happen. Good morning, Miss Charlene. Celine says, wow, it's beautiful. Is that the keyboard you're referring to? <laughs> Good morning, Miss Grace. Um, no word yet. We saw the last post actually said that they were going to be um, up this morning, continuing to search for this um, gentleman. So sad situation. All right, let's, uh, I'll give you whatever updates um, we can on that as they become available. Um, I have message, I think this is his current number. But I'm sure they're busy. So if we can get a real time update, if there are any boaters out there that can give us an update, let us know. Okay, so let's talk about Steve. Um, oh, yes. And Celine, can I tell you, you feel an immediate difference with this keyboard. Like it, it forces your, your fingers in this direction when you type, as opposed to like this, because this is very, that's not very ergonomic and good for you. But it is, it is a little bit different. So it takes a minute to kind of get used to because you're actually having to stretch your fingers a little bit further to reach the keys in a way. Um, but it is a lot more comfortable, I find as well. So now that I'm having this little carpal tunnel thing going on, I'm trying to like do my stretches. Ooh, like when I stretch this way, oh God, I really feel it. Ooh, I've been icing it. So I gotta get the pain under control before I start like um, trying to strengthen it, right? So good morning to the beautiful Emma. Thank you so much for joining us. Miss Emma. Um, so let's talk about Steve. Remember Steve? from the expat association. So he's back, the website went down for a minute. And um, he, we were all kind of hoping that this was a short lived moment and that he would just disappear. You know, that was the end of Steve. But it, it looks like, what's his website called again? Hold on. It looks like Steve is back with a vengeance and he's back blaming cmr for his issues he, he or she we don't know it let's call steven it um testing for prospect school mm. um zara let me see if i can find out real quick for you mm. let me see let me see um, I will ask Christina. 
She's under the Ministry of Health at the moment. So I will see if she knows. Aguan. Um, I'll message a few people. <laughs> All right, Zara, give me a few and I'll try to find out for you. So yes, um, in typical fashion, it, Steve, um, wants to jump up and blame CMR for his issues. Now you know it's a new level of desperation when you have to blame CMR. Like, and anyone who is obsessed with CMR, blame CMR for their issues, child, they got more issues than Oker, than Quaker has oats. I'm just saying. You're trying to be relevant. These young people call it clout chasing. You know, where you, you know that CMR is the number one news website. We have 300 people right now on the live feed. Thank you, by the way. Big shout out to all those people watching on YouTube. Uh, 239 on Facebook. And, um, you know, he wants to be, he or she, it wants to be relevant. So he figures, oh, I'll just make a, I'll just mention CMR. And then that makes me relevant. Well, expat association, I don't know how many members they have, but uh, first of all, I hate your website. Your website, if I had OCD, your website would bring out the worst in my OCD. It's so poorly put together. It's a cheap website, a free. I think it's a Wix.com website or something as well. He claims that he was hacked. Um, they now claim that they have 716 members. Isn't this interesting? As though um, membership, and we don't know if any of that's true. It could be seven people for all we know. But as though membership somehow proves his validity or its validity, you know, it keeps talking about, oh, this is how many members we have. Uh -huh. It says to refresh and you can see the membership count go up in real time. Uh, where is the membership count? I don't see it. Where is it? Um, Steve, your website is... is is making me have a tick because I don't even see this counter you're talking about. Is this this here? So it says to refresh. Well, nobody else joined <laughs> since then, so I don't know. Um, <clears throat> they claim that they were cyber attacked. So this is the excuse for why they went down. You know, I just don't even know. I'm like, seriously? Someone has the time to cyber attack this stupid website. Now they're making up names. So it's they want to give the impression that, that Steve isn't just one person. Now you've got a Johan. Johan, they're probably trying to steal your name and with without the extra N. So Johan posts this about, ooh, we were cyber attacked. Mm. I, I seriously doubt that, but okay, whatever. Um, and this is where they try to blame us. Now, remember some of the crazies were saying that we're behind this website. Now, this website is trying to blame us. It's like, okay. Uh, right. You can't make up your mind. Which is it? 
So they're saying that what we discussed, what we were disgusted to see over the weekend was the mocking on the Cayman Ma Road website. So Steve and the rest of your five members of your association, pretending to be 719 people or whatever, um, you also have no sense. So, I mean, I, I know you said you wanted to be promoted in the RCIPS, but based on what you're saying here, I suspect you shouldn't even have a job. Um, first of all, we've not posted anything about you or your association on our website. So you're not the brightest. Uh, we did one, I think, social media post, maybe two. When you when your website went down, we said, bye, Steve. So now he's saying it's because of the content on that website and others that has brought us together as an association. Oh, please, Steve. Really? Really? You're trying to blame CMR for this association? No, honey child. You're just a straight up donkey looking to be relevant. And so you want to try to blame CMR. We have nothing to do with ridiculous people like that. Listen, CMR is inclusive. I'm married to an expat, soon to be Caymanian. Um, I've had expat friends, expat family members. You know, we have... What, what was the word? Xenophobic and racism, blah, blah, blah. He goes on one, one bunch of ridiculousness. Inaccurate bile in the comments. Well, people are free to comment and say what they want to say. But the difference with us, uh, Steve, is, you know, we don't have to hide behind a website. So our people, um, and by the way, if you like to create these fake social media accounts, and I saw one the other day. We actually tend to block people who create fake accounts um, on Facebook to comment because say what you got to say. This is a free country, but own it. You know, I stand up every every morning here and I, I own what I have to say. So they claim that they're actively monitoring website traffic and collecting IP addresses that are attacking the website. You have too much time on your hands. The fact that you would even create a .ky means to me that whoever created this website has no concept of real security. And um, like I said, I, I think that um, this website, I'm going to have my, I actually have someone check this for me. I think that this website is on a um, Wix platform or something. WordPress, not even Wix. <laughs> they had to go with WordPress. Um, so they're going really cheap here, completely free, but you know, no, nobody cares, Steve. I mean, honestly, you're not all that relevant. I actually think that, um, Steve has connections to the RCAPS and we've reached out to them. They've not said anything officially about that, but maybe they should launch an investigation into if it's one of their own. Hmm. So anyway, uh, that's Steve trying to be relevant. We're not going to give Steve any more attention. We're done with Steve. Um, it is what it is. So good morning to Miss Barbara. Uh, Miss Miranda says Steve is lonely. He needs a life. Misery loves company. Trying to hijack our government and CMR. Yes, child. Um, it looks like it. 
O'Neill says, I can't. I feel like giving up sometimes. O'Neill, what's going on? No work in Jamaica. O'Neill, are you a chef? I see you look like you got a chef plate in your hand. Unfortunately, O'Neill, the world is in a tough situation. I had two mothers reach out yesterday about one is in quarantine and one is just having a really tough time trying to get rent paid, trying to, you know, feed her kids and it's not getting any easier by the day. Let's be very, very honest about the situation. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people see opportunities here in Cayman, but unfortunately the opportunities are becoming smaller and smaller because Caymanians are feeling encroached upon and that they themselves uh, can't make a living in their own country. So it's, it's a very difficult situation. I'm sympathetic towards people all over the world who are having, um, you know, difficulties, but my sympathy has to first go out to people here because when people in the Cayman Islands are having uh, difficulties, that directly impacts my life, our quality of life here on this island. And I think that we have to be willing to help other people but we also um, have to be willing to help ourselves. So, um, you know, it, it is a tough, tough situation. But what's going on in Jamaica? The other thing, O'Neill, is, you know, we now have a, a law that's going to be gazetted any day now. By the way, the premiere is coming on tomorrow. That, um, you know, you've got to be vaccinated to come here. And I think Jamaica has one of the lowest vaccination rates in the Caribbean right after Haiti. So what's, what's the deal with that? Might be additional opportunities, even in the U.S., whatever people can get vaccinated. Deep Blue Sea, um, we're going to get an update shortly from the Coast Guard. Thank you to Mr. Robert Scotland. So stay tuned for that. We'll get a real-time update on what's happening there. Um, Deep Blue Sea says this open-door policy we have in this country is going to bite us really hard in the arse. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really argue with that. I think it is what it is. Um... Yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, <clears throat> uh, you know, it, it's like you're in a lifeboat and your lifeboat is sinking and you're trying to save other people. We all want to save other people, but you can't save other people and throw them in your lifeboat if you are not on... Um, a safe vessel yourself. So it's like anything else. You take care of your own first. Qualified, hardworking people who want to work, Caymanians, should have the opportunity first before anybody else. And that's not xenophobic. That's not racist. That's not, you know, that's just good common sense, really. If you can't take care of, take care of your own house, how are you going to go out there and help your neighbor fix their house? We've got lots of um, qualified Caymanians who are looking for 
um, opportunities. And unfortunately, those are difficult to come by. Miranda says that 750 work permits of expats that needs to get out of here instead of cowards hiding behind fake profiles. 700, what was it, 716? And again, I don't know who Steve is. I don't know if it's a it, she, he, whatever. Male, female, no clue. And there is a possibility that Steve may not be an expat, that Steve may have status or some sort of residency or could even very well be a Cayman. And who knows? This is what happens when you're hiding behind fake profiles. Um, nobody knows. So Kevin, good morning. Kevin says, it's Tuesday. Choose to smile. Choose to be happy. Choose to love. Choose to bless. Choose to be a blessing. Choose to be humble. Choose to be patient. Choose to be kind. And above all, choose God to guide your life. Happy Tuesday. Oh, that's cute. Speaking of that, Buenos dias, Elizabeth. Um, Charlene loved it. So Neil has a marathon. Okay. Louie says, I'm changing uniforms from farmer to florist. It's harvest time. Beautiful. Uh, O'Neill's trying a YouTube channel. There you go. That might be some way to make money. Um, Philip, good morning. Oh my God, Philip. You know, I actually, um, I actually, Oh my God. All right. Someone messaged me yesterday about the exact same thing. So they said, any idea why Sterling Dwayne Evans is allowing the anti-vax loons on Radio Cayman um, to spout disinformation on official government channel? And um, let's, let's ask Sterling. I'm curious if he'd like to come on the show. ask him. Uh, all right, let's, let's figure it out. He can say yes and he can say no. Those are the two options, really. Let me see here now. All right. We've, we've extended an invitation for him to explain it because I, I can't explain it, Philip. I don't know. Were they on again recently? Like, they seem to have a lot of money. I suppose that um, Dr. T is one of their primary... Um, I mean, he can certainly correct us if we're wrong. But I'm assuming that he's one of their primary donors. Dr. T, if you got money to waste, I can actually think of... So many ways that you could spend that and not have it be a waste. There's a lot of people um, who are in need. You want to start a Dr. T Foundation and help a cause that's really, really worthy? 
Someone said, oh, they were back on again yesterday. Child, they got a lot of time for Radio Cayman. Carol says, for some reason, UK does not recognize the HSA vaccination certificate or app. So we have to get a letter from the HSA, but they will now recognize Jamaica's vaccine and app. Not sure what's going on there, but they need to sort that out. Huh? Oh, that's peculiar to say the least, Carol. Let me send that to the powers that be. Because that don't make no sense. Um, oh, the lawyer guy was on, on with them as well. So there's a lawyer guy who works at Maples. Who um, apparently <laughs> is um, uh, on with the, the anti-vaxxers. He was on a thing that they did this weekend, and now he is, um, I guess, he makes so much money at Maples, he can afford to take extended time. That wouldn't be the secretaries. <laughs> and he's able to join them. So weird. Uh, but there you have it. Very, very strange. Uh, in terms of testing for Prospect Primary, today, um, public health will be testing students, their household and teachers of Prospect Primary year six from noon until two o'clock at the HSA COVID testing clinic. So only students and household from that class will be tested. They want to remind you that this testing is for the negative households only and households with a known positive are to remain home and follow the guidance in public health. So they must, if you're going to get tested, if you fall into that category, you have to wear a mask and um, your child should sit next to you maintaining social distancing from other families. Um, yep. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> so Ms. Carol, I'm asking about that situation. Uh, Miranda says our governments take a deep look at permits or those expats will take over mutinies on the horizon. Well, you know what is so interesting is mutiny is one of those things where sometimes it's happening and you don't even know that it's happening. So it's very subvert, sub, what's the word I'm looking for? Subvergent? You know, it's kind of undercover. Um, so hopefully that answers the question about testing. Rachel says, remember, trolls always claim they have legions of supporters. No proof that Steve is anything more than attention-seeking, troublemaking troll. Absolutely. We have no clue. They just make stuff up. It's like Mario. He makes stuff up over there, too. <laughs> Somebody was telling me, you know, Mario makes me chuckle. I think in another world, another lifetime, 
if Mario was like an honest, hardworking, decent person, we could actually have like a friendship. Like I could be his friend, but he doesn't fit any of the criteria for my friend. So unfortunately that wouldn't work. But apparently he was obsessing with me yesterday. And so, you know, you know, Petty Sandy had to come out. I got to find a little alter ego. Um, <clears throat> but yes, child, Petty Sandy was like, let me just tell you how it's going to go here. Salty boy, you're so salty. Oh, my little tweetums, you're upset. So he's going around on his platform about how I am um, pro-vaccine because I'm being paid to be pro-vaccine. Hmm. You know, for someone to say something like that, you have to understand that that's how they think. So he's the type of person who could be paid, like he is right now, to support the anti-vaxxer cause because that's really what's happening. I don't think he believes half the stuff he says. So he would understand why he would think that other people, it's like, you judge people by your own character sometimes, right? So, of course, that's how he feels. Shady boots. Um, no, that's not how it works. But, you know, the beauty of it is he obviously thinks that I'm over here with my 341 viewers right now making all kind of money. Good for you, Mario. And you, too, shall arrive and have legions of people watching you. I guess that's what you want in life. That's going to make you happy? Does that make you sleep better at night? We do so much more over here at CMR that you will never appreciate. Like, we actually help people. On a daily basis, we help people with all sorts of issues. You, on the other hand, just spread misinformation. So, but, you know, there's money to be made in that too, I suppose. I love when people want to... Uh, you know, pick at other people who are out there doing their thing and working hard as though there's something wrong with hard work. Ooh, Irvin, we are coming to that, honey child. Stay tuned. Miranda says, too much K-Mankind is killing K-Manians. You know, there is this anti-K-Mankind movement. What did someone say yesterday? It's now k man what was the word? They changed the kind to K-Man something or another. Here's a comment. This person says, OMG, Mark Matthews. I believe he's retired, not 100% sure. Yes, partner at Maple. So sad to see him go in this direction. He can kiss ever traveling with his partner and children again. Oh, maybe, he, maybe he's found paradise so he doesn't think he needs to travel ever again. This person says, Remario, Lifetime. Um, you mean universe. He's a dirty, rotten scoundrel who lies, cheats, and steals. You, you two are not even in the same hemisphere. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm a little insulted when he compares himself to me because God knows. Oh, Lord. I should be drinking wine this morning and not coconut water when I think about Mario trying to compare himself to me. Eh. Lord Jehovah. Such a sad situation, really, with that man. He has potential, but all the potential in the world, if your core isn't, like, straight, it will not matter one bit. And so, you know, the shady side of me took a little swipe at him. 
he had so many things I could swipe at him about. So I said, hmm, you know, you, you, you think that everybody's like you. When a government is in that they support, that that means that they're getting kickbacks and they're using that situation like you did, right? We know all about your government contracts and after the hurricane, Ivan, what you got, the dark contract, all that, right? And so, you know, that million dollar loan that he got from CIDB that he didn't pay back, that they had taken to court for, I need to find out what the status of that is. Did he ever pay it back? Put up the family land as collateral. You know, these are factual things about this man. This is the caliber person that you got over there on the other side. And so when he wants to talk about, oh, other people must have a government contract, that's your MO, son. You're the one who uses governments where you can. And that's why you're so salty about this government. Because whilst the PAC government was willing to be fair to you, they were not willing to allow you to use them. So he was bragging before boards were even put together of how he was going to be on the uh, planning board and how on the planning board he was going to get all sorts of things done for people. So, you know, these rumors, they're rumors, confirm, uh, speculation, not confirmation. They were in heavy circulation and they got back to the ears, the powers that be, and they were like, ooh, I don't know if we can put him on a board if these rumors are in circulation. He's not even been appointed yet. And what's worse <laughs> is other people who are being considered for the board said, listen, we are not going to work with this man. Like if you put him on this board, please withdraw my name. So there were more people who had principles and standards who were not willing to work with Mario um, that the PAC government said, well, so if we put him on a board, it's going to be a board of one because everybody else is like, uh, -uh I don't want to be tainted by this guy. They're now public life standards. And, you know, you can get in trouble with the anti-corruption unit for doing certain things. We don't, we don't want to be a part of that. So that's why he's sitting out on the coal, um, without a board appointment. Cause you know, he was really looking forward to those kind of luxuries in life. Honey child, I tell them they can keep their board appointment. Don't even consider me for a board appointment. I don't want one. Don't need one. Um, Anne says, I don't understand the, the logic between this ruling. It makes no sense. Which ruling are you referring to? Sue, Dr. T, this message is for you. Sue says, um, use your money to help his own people who are in need. Lots of things that you can be done with that. You're welcome, Zara. All right, so let's talk about another donkey of the day. Um, Rachel is also still thinking about Sterling. Um, we have extended the invitation. Let's see if we can get Sterling on the program. I'm happy to have him explain what's going on over there. He, I mean, he doesn't run the radio station, to be honest. So does he determine who is on his um, talk show? Maybe. I'm not really sure how that works. All those questions we can certainly ask him about that if he wants to come on. So that's government. The irony of it is it is a government-owned radio station. They're subsidized by government. And um, yes, government is paying employees and whatever, and they're accepting the money. So 
I mean, on the one argument, they're going to say, oh, it's free speech, but it does seem really peculiar that the only people who are going on his show are the anti-vaxxers. Why is that? He's not gone out of his way to certainly get anybody else engaged in the conversation. Zelda, good morning. She said the alleged subtle mutiny spoken might not be so subtle because the last PPM government ranked granted 12,000 451 brand new expats in the past three and a half years now entitled to live and work for the rest of their life. That many? Whoa. That's a lot, Zelda. I'm going to assume that you know what you're talking about, child, because uh-uh. I don't have those stats, but PPM did that. Oh, they're talking about they progressive. Progressive for who? Oh, and that's about the vaccine. I'm not sure that has anything to do with PA, but we'll find out. Zelda says 5,982 new came in status grants and 6,469 permanent residency. Wow. Now that kind of, I got to tell you, that kind of blew my mind just a second there. I'm not going to lie to you. I am a little bit like, huh? Hmm. Mm, the things that you just don't know. Mm, mm, mm. Good morning, Miss Lily. How are you, darling? Love to see you here. Good morning, Miss Blair. Nona, thank you so much. <laughs> Nona also wants to know Jesus. <laughs> she also wants to know what's wrong with Sterling. Oh, Lord, we definitely got to have Sterling on the program. Sterling? Um, come on now. We, we, we're inviting you on. I'm sending him all your questions uh, so that we. All right, Sterling. Um... Okay, well, we'll see. Um, I, I wish. Miss Nona and others, I had a logical explanation for his behavior, but I really don't. Yeah, Miranda, those numbers kind of shocked me this morning. Good morning, Ruby. Joining us from Georgia. Good morning, Paula. Watching from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, university area. Nice. Blessings. Um, so Zelda got the information via FOI. By the way, let us also not forget that the progressive government was not very progressive when it came to FOI. They actually watered down the FOI system, making it much more difficult to even get FOI information. So that's interesting, but noteworthy to know. Make sure I'll keep up with the truth now. Um, Kamark Henry, good morning to you, my darling. Appreciate the love and support. Good morning, Miss Sue. Uh, let me see here. Motive for votes in 2021, I'm wondering. Well, it didn't work out too well for them in the end. But yes, they had big plans to get back in, that's for sure. 
All right. Um, we are waiting for the Coast Guard. We do have a promise that they'll come on and update us on uh, what's happening. Oh, by the way, there was a video. Speaking of Steve, let me play this video. There's a video that went viral over the weekend. So I'm kind of still catching up on weekend news. So let's play this video about people appreciating and understanding that when they come into your house, they should be respectful. Uh, this is the boat that um, the young man was out on who has now gone missing. Again, we understand that the search and rescue continues. So we're hopeful that they can find him safe and alive, but we will certainly keep you all updated in terms of, uh, <coughs> sorry, what's happening there, right? So just bring you some real time updates in relation to that. So as soon as we know something, we will definitely let you guys know. All right, listen to this video. Very, very interesting comments. And then I think we need to move on to, I got a bit of sad news yesterday. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this because it's so upsetting. It blows my mind, but I want to tell you guys something after this video that's really shocking and sad. And I can only tell you so much about it because it's a developing situation, but don't stay tuned for this because this is an exclusive. Uh, someone says, please repeat the information. Read the progressives giving status grants. Well, uh, Zelda has given us the numbers. Um, very, very shocking indeed. That's a lot. Over 12,451. And then she's broken it down into status grants and permanent residency. What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. Good morning, Tommy. All right, stay tuned. Um, listen to this message. I just read that Cayman Expert Association's letter and it never made any sense to me. So I don't normally do this, but let me explain some things, right? So if I am in my house and somebody comes to visit my house and they don't like how I run my house, they can't tell me to change how I do things. In my house, they gotta leave my house. So let's change the word house with country. You can't be discriminated against by nationality in a man's country, because it's his house. So if a man in his house says he doesn't want you to do certain things in his house, then you can't tell him to change his house. You gotta leave his house. Am I making sense? Is this hard? Is this hard to follow? Because before anybody has anything too tough to say, I'm the child of an expat who became a Caymanian because I grew up in this community and integrated with the community and learned about the culture and lived with the people and never told the people how to run their house. And when I was welcome in their house, I became a part of their family. You can't come in a man's house and tell him what to do. That don't work. No time at all. Yeah? In the, in the letter, the writer, the author, 
informed us that colonial issues are a matter of the past when Cayman is still a colony. And the only thing that has changed is because of political correctness we refer to as an overseas territory and not a colony. And you talk about colonialism is in the past. I don't even... Like, who wrote this? Which fantasy land are you living in? And I have friends of all colors from all over the world. But how dare you? How dare you? You should never be in the Caribbean knowing the history of the Caribbean and the continuous exploitation of the colonial powers of Caribbean, the Caribbean, Africa, and the rest of the world that is continuing to this day. And talk about colonialism is a thing of the past. To who? Tell me one black person on this planet who thinks colonialism is a thing of the past. Clearly, you don't know history and you don't understand the foundations of what runs governments now. Fortunes built on colonial exploitation, centuries of it. Yo, this, here what? This letter has had the exact opposite of what the expert association would have wanted. It has now galvanized a whole host of Caymanian people who before, because they understood that expats are an essential part of this ecosystem, wouldn't have said anything. But if the expats out there with that viewpoint, we got to stamp that out. That not welcome here. As my good friends would say, not today, Bobo. Nah. All right, folks, not today, Bobo, or TD, or whoever the heck this person is. Um, yes, indeed. It's crazy, right? Mm -mm -mm. So listen, oh, God, this makes my stomach so upset to even think about this. So I received a phone call yesterday about a situation. Now, um, <clears throat> you guys know where I stand on the issue of um, child abuse, child exploitation, anything of the sort. It's something that really um, at my core disturbs and upsets me, right? And I believe in exposing those individuals um, Actually, I think I think um, Mr. Roberts is going to be ready. So just give me one second here before I go down this rabbit hole. Because you guys are going to be shocked at this one. Oh, my God. Hold on. All right. So we've got um, Mr. Robert Scotland, who I think is going to be joining us from the Coast Guard. All right, give me one second, folks. Let's um, see if we're gonna have um, mm, Britta. Oh God, hold on a second. Let's. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to break my chain of thought. So hold on. Um, all right, let's give Mr. Robert a second here to see if he's joining us. Uh, here's another question, uh, comment. Someone says, Steve is making it hard on those of us that go 
about being in another person's uh, country with care. Yeah, he's making it hard on everybody. I mean, Steve is just stirring the pot. And it, it doesn't bode well, I think, with anyone, to be honest. I mean, the thing about it is Caymanians are sitting back going, hmm, is Steve really an expat? How many people are in this group? I, I, from all sides, it's just not a good, um, it's not a good situation. But let's uh, welcome Mr. Robert. Are you ready to come on? Um, good morning. Good morning, Sandy. How are you doing? How are you? I know you're busy for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't stay with you too long. Um, no problem at all. So let's get to the point. Um, we do know that you guys had uh, the Coast Guard had put out a request for um, assistance. I think it was last night because someone had gone overboard. What can you tell our listeners by way of an update this morning? Okay, good morning again. Um, around 7.20 last night, we had a report um, of, of a man overboard. Um, apparently the gentleman fell overboard somewhere between the Starfish Point and the Governor's Sound, uh, somewhere in, in the North Sound between those two locations. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> police, ourselves, fire um, responded, um, conducted a bit of uh, quite an extensive search last night into the morning um nothing has been found unfortunately so far can i get you sorry robert can i get you to just raise your voice just a little bit for me okay sorry how's yes. this yes much better yes. okay yep as i was saying it happened around 7 20 last night uh 911 received a call of a man overboard um the gentleman went missing somewhere between the starfish point and the governor sound area in the okay. north sound um ourselves Fire, police, helicopter, um, and fire service responded uh, and conducted a search over the uh, into the morning. Um, unfortunately, negative findings. Um, the search resumed again this morning at six o'clock um, mm -hmm. with the assistance of. So far, we've we have about fifteen private vessels with us. In addition mm -hmm. to three Coast Guard vessels, a vessel from the Port Authority, the police helicopter is up again as well as the fire services um, search and rescue launch. Mm -hmm. um, again, because we don't have an exact point of where the gentleman went into the mm -hmm. water, what we're doing is conducting basically a line search using the vessels that have responded and are assisting us. And that search is running again between the Starfish Point and the Governor Sound, uh, going all the way out to the reef. Um, right. Do we know how many people were on board with him? I mean, I got a picture of the vessel. Um, someone sent this through to me last night. So that it was this vessel called Tortuga. Um, do we have any idea how many people are on board? Um, we don't have the exact number, but we are fairly certain it was more than 40 people. Wow. My goodness. Um, yeah. Uh, so again, I mean, especially at a vessel that size, and it is a party vessel. Um, again, you know, people need to exercise uh, common sense when they're on these type of vessels. Don't drink mm -hmm. to the point where you totally lose your, um, you know, your faculties. Um, yeah. The one of the sad things is that the gentleman wasn't noticed missing for for a couple of minutes, and in these in these type of situations, minutes save lives. That's so again, cool. you know, practice responsible behavior. Um, you know, on, on vessels, you are your brother's keeper, so to speak. Absolutely. That's so scary. 
Um, and going overboard at night presents some um, unique challenges for any rescue mission, I'm sure. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, mm -hmm. Light is our friend and darkness is our friend. Mm. So as of this morning, um, no real uh, leads in terms of, of locating him yet. The search is on. Do we know if he was, I mean, someone said to me that he doesn't swim, but do you have any indications whether or not he could swim? Um, it has been said, but we haven't confirmed yet. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we haven't released the name of the victim, um, or right. sorry, the missing person, I should say. Yeah. Wow. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you um, joining us this morning. A lot of people are very concerned if there were any additional updates. Um, so basically, are you in need of any additional assistance or do you feel like you have enough to, to um, conduct the search? <clears throat> uh, like I said, we have 15 vessels. Actually, I think that number's now gone up um, since we've been talking, uh, who mm -hmm. are assisting us. And, you know, thanks to them, um, the, the number of calls that we've received with people that want to provide support Mm -hmm. um, is truly an indicator of, you know, Kim uh, and that we're known for. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, I think we have enough vessels, but we want to be able to sustain this in going into the evening. Um, so mm -hmm. any persons who are not yet responded, but who are interested, um, if you could give the Operations and Rescue Coordination Center a call at 649-6722, 649-6722. Mm -hmm. and provide us with your number and your name. Um, we'll get back to you and tell you what time we could, uh, we could use your services. Okay, so 649 649-6722. 649-67-22. 649-6722. All right, I'm just gonna put this on the screen here. Um, it would also be very helpful if any vessels responding have a VHF Marine radio on board. Um, mm -hmm. It helps us better coordinate, um, and that coordination is actually important just to ensure that, you know, you don't run into somebody else or you don't accidentally run over something in the water that you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, our, our efforts are being conducted on VHF Channel 24, VHF Channel 24. Um, and if you are responding, uh, contact um Coast Guard base, let them know that you're out, the name of your vessel and who you are. Um, but again, you know, in order to sustain this until throughout the evening, um, we would like to keep, I guess, some of our forces in reserve. Mm -hmm. So if you can tell us uh, if you're willing to assist after two o'clock, we'd be very happy to hear from you. Okay. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that update. And we're, I mean, we're praying that he is found safe. Yes, we are. Um, but of course, we know that the more time that goes by, you know, unfortunately, um, the chances of that decrease with every every minute. So, um, Commander, is that the correct title? Robert Scotland? <laughs> Robert Scotland. <laughs> I, I saw the CDR and I'm thinking, yes, that must stand for Commander. Thank you so much um, again joining us this morning just to give us a live update and where you are with the rescue effort. And we'll continue to remind people, um, you know, if they're interested in helping, what number they can call. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you very much. Okay. And thanks for getting the word out and the assistance coming in. Absolutely. Thanks again. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, folks. So this is a part of the job. I'm sure that Commander Scotland does not enjoy. Um, it's never fun to um, have to undertake a rescue mission, but it's really, really important uh, that 
you know, if you if you can help, now don't go out there and hinder the rescue efforts, folks. If you are in a position to help, please reach out to them at 649-6722. Um, so I was just telling you guys that I want to talk about something here that is not, it's not a pleasant conversation. And I will be saying very limited things, um, but this does have to do with child molestation and an allegation of child molestation. So I don't even know how to make, I don't even know how to. So I got a phone call late yesterday um, saying to me, Sandy, uh, someone is saying, why haven't you posted this? And I'm thinking posted what? That there has been an allegation of, um, or an investigation has been launched into child abuse situation. And I said, well, I can't post what I don't know. And I don't know everything, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you know, people don't tell me what's going on that I don't know. So as the details started to emerge about the allegations, and again, ugh, my heart sank for so many reasons. Um, okay, let me, let me first preface what I'm going to say by saying this. Whether I know someone, whether I like someone, or not, it has nothing to do with my ability to report the news and what's happening in our community. I mean, I've told you guys up to yesterday, we had this discussion. I had to have a tough conversation yesterday, um, you know, about someone who is, is family. I mean, I may not know her extremely well, but you know, Michelle and her daughter are family. So one of the person said to me, there was this discussion that Maybe I hadn't posted it because of who the people were. I was like, no, that doesn't play into my thought processes at all, actually. Not, not in that sense, right? But when the accused, the person being investigated, is a minor, that does change the game a lot, so as much as I would love to be able to say who the police investigating, I cannot do so because that person is actually a minor themselves, 14, 15 years old. And the allegation is that they have molested a few young boys. Now, this is... um difficult because I do know who the persons are. And when, when you think of a young person, 12, 13, 14, 15, they have their whole entire life ahead of them. So much potential. And then you hear a story like this. As a mother, my heart is broken for everybody, if this is true. The victims, first and foremost, young, young young little boys. But I also feel sorry for a teenager who thinks that at some point this was a good idea. Because then I say to myself, knowing what I know about the cycle of abuse, I cannot help but wonder what was going on in this young person's life. Were they abused? Because we know a lot of abusers were victims themselves. 
So is this a situation where they're coping with some form of trauma? Were they sexually molested? Or other forms of trauma in their life and this is their coping mechanism to hurt other people? I don't know. What I do know is the allegation has been made and there's also an underlying allegation that the mother of the accused is attempting to cover this up. Let me say this much. If a 15 year old does something like this, covering it up would never be the solution. Because like I said, there is clearly something wrong with this child. And it doesn't matter how many accolades the person has, how if the, per the child is academically brilliant, none of that matters. Everything they would have accomplished in their life, even at the age of 15, 16, 20, whatever, to me means nothing if they're going out there hurting people in this manner, sexually abusing toddlers. Something is wrong with your child. And saying things like telling the child to not say anything. Um, don't admit to anything. Well, as a parent, I sympathize with the fact that your child should be going to jail. In this jurisdiction, it probably won't happen because... You know, the, the foolishness that we put up with here is ridiculous. But I appreciate that you're not worried about your child, but think about somebody else's child for a minute. How would you feel if it was your children that had been victimized by him? You've got to separate yourself from the situation, even as a mother. So trying to cover up for your child in a moment like this says so much about your character and who you are, right? This is one of those defining moments, right? In a child's life where you can say, I've got to show you some tough love and we're going to have to deal with this situation. If you did something wrong, you have to admit to it. We get you the help you need. We figure out what's going on with you. You will be punished for this and whatever your punishment is. As a family, we will help you get through it. But you don't lie. You don't pretend like he hasn't just destroyed the lives of other people around him. This is the kind of thing that tears families apart, tears communities apart. Even me as someone who's not directly connected to these people, but I know who they are. I can't tell you how heavy my heart was yesterday when I heard this news. It is just absolutely tragic to even hear the allegation. Nothing's proven yet. The young man is obviously innocent, but for a three and a five-year-old to be making these types of allegations against someone they know and they trust, that kind of thing just doesn't happen every day. It's just unbelievable. The lives are devastated and ruined because of abuse. 
if we don't ever understand that part of it and why we need to address this issue and why we need to get these kids professional help, we need to understand why he has done this, right? Was somebody else harming him in some way? But as a mother, I cannot, um, first of all, I can only imagine how the mother feels. And I heard that she was fit to be tied. And trust me, that would not even be the word because if there's if if there was probably one time that I would I would gladly go sit in a prison, it would be for my child. But no no parent should ever be placed in that situation where they even have to think about that. You know what I mean? That's the sad reality of it. But yeah, someone said that's that mother's trying to cover up a crime and she should be charged. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, I'm not in a position to really give you any more details on that for now. I'm obviously um, very, very affected by the whole thing. I'm, I'm realizing, you know, you know, I always say in this program, you can't trust anyone. And I really do mean that. As a parent, I trust nobody. Not with my job. I'm always looking at you with a side eye when it comes to my child. And there's certain situations that I don't believe in putting young children in. Now, this is horrible. I, I can't trust a child with an older child. I can't trust a child with a cousin or with an uncle. Or That's a sad reality. Isn't it horrible that you have to grow up in a world where you can't trust people? But when it comes to my child, I would rather be called paranoid, crazy, whatever but I'm gonna protect that child. I don't believe in sleepovers. I'm not gonna come and just drop my child off at your house and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pick my child up later on. Mm -mm. I don't care if it's granny, auntie, this one, that one. Don't trust people. You have no idea the evil that lurks 14, 15 year old child, who, who, who would think that that person could be capable of such things? Take it from me, folks. Take it from me. If you had any more details, your jaw would hit the ground and break into little pieces. But I don't wanna say anything more. Um, the police I know are involved in the situation um, DCFS is involved in other parties. Uh, the MASH unit would have been, um, you know, the MASH unit would um, now be investigating this. And I really hope that they do a decent job with this investigation and that um, people are brought to responsible party uh justice is brought to bear on that person so cc's wondering as well if this child was molested um sometimes that's the case a good portion of children are um sometimes they're acting out because of something else that's going on in their life um sometimes they're they're sexually curious and they um want to you know take out that curiosity on underage children and that should never be the case 
listen to me, a quarter, that means 25% of all sexual abuse cases are done by underage children. So in other words, teenagers, minors, that's a lot. 25% is a lot out of 100%. So it's not just about you not being able to trust your adult people around you. You can't trust the teenagers as well. And it's not the first time that I know of a case like that in the Cayman Islands where it was actually older teens. And sometimes very close in age, they're the ones who are doing the abuse and the molestation. So, you know, you allow your teenage boys to go out there running around with other kids in the neighborhood or your teenage girls. Be careful because you don't know what predators, they might be underage, but they're still predators that your kids are running around with. Yes, they might be damaged, but you need to know what you're exposing your children to. And a lot of it happens in families. So just because a person's a family doesn't mean you should trust them any more than you do a complete stranger. In fact, most abuse happens with people who the child knows because that's how the abuser is able to gain their trust and to carry out the abuse for an extended period of time. Because the child trusts them. They know them. They're like, well, if this person is doing this to me, then this can't be wrong, right? How does a three-year-old know that if you're abusing them, that that's wrong? You know, how, when they start to ask questions is when they're physically in pain and they're like, oh, mommy, this hurts or that hurts. And you're like, why would that be hurting? Teach your children early, early, early. Trust me. I have done it with my own child. This, this is your private area. These are your private areas. Don't let anybody touch you there. Right? Not even me. If I need to do something, I'm going to ask your permission you need to know how to wash yourself when you're in the bath. I'm going to ask you to wash yourself in your privates. You need to have these conversations with your children very, very early on. When I started having it with my daughter, she's like, well, what does private mean? I had to explain it to her. That means it's only for you. Nobody should touch it. Nobody should look at it. Nobody should ask you about it. None of that should be happening. And children get it, you know, they'll understand. So you can't, I can tell you right now, if it's bath time, I don't care who you are. You couldn't come in the bathtub with my, in the bathroom with my daughter. She said, excuse me, I need privacy. In other words, get out. It's just really sad. Anyway, um, I'm keeping an eye on the situation. And uh, it's just tough. Uh, Britta says, think maybe that's what his mom is thinking, that she's protecting her child. And we're thinking that she's covering up his crimes. Well... If your child did it, so that there does become that question of, you know, or is a three and five-year-old to be believed, then if you're trying to protect your child, that means you're trying to cover it up. Yep, Sandra says, trust no one with your child, and I support that a thousand percent. 
Buddha says, I think I would believe whatever and my jaw wouldn't shatter. It's not sad, though, that we live in a world where we can actually even say that, you know, we we believe the worst in people because a lot of us have experienced it, whether firsthand or through family and relatives. Um, Darlene says, why are you saying how can a 14, 15 year old, are you forgetting the world of the internet? Well, anything, anything is possible. Um, it could be a case of abuse and it could also be that this child is just over sexualized at that age and not, no one's having a conversation, you know, and, and this is, I tell you what I find, right. Especially in Cayman, we are such a Christian community. That when y'all need to be having conversations with your children because of this Christianity that you allow to control your mindset like zombies, you don't have the conversations that you should with your children. Oh, no, we can't talk about sex with your 14, 15 year olds are already talking about it with somebody, whether it's you or people in school and whatever. And if they're curious, you know, you're trying to make it like, oh, it's the devil's work. You're a spawn of the devil. If you if you have sexual urges at 14 and 15 and, you know, you're forcing your children to cover up so much of their behavior in the name of religion. Y'all need to stop it. You need to be prepared to have frank and open discourse that's age appropriate with your children about sexual urges, about their privates, about what's appropriate, what isn't appropriate, and so on. Because if you're not doing it, you are indirectly encouraging your children to subvert those emotions, try to subvert those feelings. Hormones are raging and it just doesn't work. Open up the dialogue. Oh my God, Zelda, I was actually just thinking of that same video from, where was that, John Gray High School? Where that young boy said, from the time you're mine, you're nine, you're mine. This is what our children are going out there saying. Not a nine-year-old. Like, I still wonder to this day, the child who said that in this video, I know they came back and they apologized and blah, blah, blah. But has anyone spoken to that specific young man to, number one, let him know that that's a crime, that's an offense? And number two, why does he think that a nine-year-old would be something that a 14, 15-year-old should be talking to and want to have sex with. That's disgusting. Did anybody, did the school counselors reach out to him and say, young man, we need to put you in counseling. If you think this way, because you've said it, so obviously you think it, we need to get you counseling. I've always wondered, what else has that school done? You see, oh, let's issue a quick press release, make them apologize. And then it goes away and we don't want to talk about it anymore. We forget about it a week later. And then that's it. It's, it's, it's very, very disturbing, but I think a good part of it has to do with what we are doing. As members of this community, as parents, as leaders, as, you know, pastors, whatever. We're part of the problem. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And so it is very, very disturbing.
Anyway, we'll see how this situation develops. Sometimes the parents of the victims decide to not pursue it and not to do anything. I think that's unfortunate. I understand their concerns about putting children, especially very young children, through certain situations. But when that happens, you allow the perpetrators to continue perpetrating because they won't stop. If he's doing this at 14 and 15, imagine what he's going to be doing at 25 if he doesn't get professional help right away. This isn't the type of situation where the research has shown you don't take a 14 to 15 year old kid who's done something like this and just throw them in jail. I mean, they might have to go to jail, but there has to be intensive, specific, especially trained individuals dealing with the perpetrator as well, because they need some serious help. Miss Sue says, yes, not all parents help or talk to their children. It's unfortunate. Charlene says, too often I think that occurred, forgotten too quickly. Yeah. Britta says, yeah, around nine, it started for us, if I remember correctly. No one talked to us about those things. We kind of taught ourselves. You understand? Thank you, Pat. Pat says, parents, open your eyes and stop the foolishness now. Oh, all right. Mm, so sad. Um, someone has sent me a video from the Cayman Islands Red Cross um, and World's AIDS Day campaign focusing on child sexual abuse as a social and cultural factor driving the HIV pandemic in the Caribbean. Isn't that interesting? And it says here that this multi-generational, multi-organizational effort is the kickoff for a two-year campaign aimed at raising the topic of child sexual abuse in the Cayman Islands to national dialogue level. There's so many of us who've been speaking on child abuse for eons. I feel like we make a little bit of headway. And then it's like a case like this comes up. And you hope that the powers that be are dealing with it correctly. We'll keep an eye on the situation for sure. Thank you, Miss Alma. Yep. Yeah, you've got to allow children to know that the second something happens, they need to come to you because what ends up happening is that it's um, oftentimes it escalates like with a little something, you know, there's a, there is a grooming process. So even a 14, 15 year old would understand how to, groom a younger child, right? So they're not going to necessarily start off with full-fledged penetration, for example, but they might start off fondling the child, caressing the child, doing different things. And then, you know, this is why if you're talking to your children, you let them know, uh-uh, 
nobody touches you there, right? Nobody rubs you in a particular way because children just don't understand. Sometimes when they're that young, what's appropriate behavior from what isn't. And they certainly don't understand that they're already being groomed for something more to come. Still no sex registry, Louis. How long have I been pushing for that? I've literally lost count. El Ray says there's no evidence that pedophilia can be cured. Instead, most therapies focus on helping pedophiles refrain from acting on their desires. And some therapies do attempt to cure pedophilia, but there are no studies showing that they result in long-term change in sexual preference. Well, this isn't even a matter of sexual preference. What I would say is um, with younger children, El Ray, there has been evidence that has demonstrated that the younger the perpetrator is, the more likely they can be reformed. So that's something that is very, very critical to know when you're dealing with a 14 and 15 year old, they're not a lost cause. And to be quite frank, we can't just throw the book at them saying that they are a lost cause. Uh, they've got to deal with the consequences of their action, but there is the opportunity presented there to professionals to change that behavior. Um, Darlene says, that's why a good relationship with your children is important. Get to know everything about your children. Communicate, communicate, communicate. As Pat said, that, that's a very big scar for life. No one will never know why you think we have so many ladies um, change their sex. Life is a main cause, early abuse. Let's watch this video from the Cayman Islands Red Cross. It is better than not fishing. Anything after 12 is lunch. It's grass on the field, time to play ball. If she ready to bleed, she ready to breed. I could teach her a thing or two. You've heard it. Maybe you've even said it. Or maybe you just laugh it off. But if you don't say it's wrong, you make it okay. It's not okay for grown men to flirt with young girls. It's really not okay to take a lunch break at 3 p.m. To go by the high school or fast food places. To pick up a new girlfriend. It's not okay to think that even if she might be too young, nothing not gonna happen because this is K-Man. It's not okay to turn our children into fair prey for men's sexual advances. If she's underage, she's a child. This is no joke. Stand up and be a man. Standing idly and silently by is no longer an option. That was a campaign that they did a number of years ago. I want to know, where's the 2021 campaign? That was from 2012, I think. Why are we not continuing this? I know the Red Cross is a lot of things, but... You know, the government, the Red Cross, everybody needs to continue these types of campaigns because trust me, this is a constant message. Constant, constant message that needs to be put out there in the community. There, there are people who prey on younger people. Um, you know, unfortunately, in this jurisdiction, we've heard of these stories when it was acceptable for people to go and wait at three o'clock picking up children that wasn't even their own. And it's still continuing. Just was it earlier this year, last year, when they had that sports day at the um, Truman Baden Sports Center and the day that they had the high school, the government high schools out there? These cars were coming in to the back gate, which the security people didn't lock. And they were not students. And the girls were dancing on top of the cars. They were going inside the cars with these big men. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? 
None of that behavior is acceptable. Yeah, we need more of that message. Thank you, um, Kevin, for sharing that with us this morning. All right. I will keep you guys updated on the situation. Like I said, it's very, very um, heart-wrenching. Um, we do have a bit more information about the young man who went missing, by the way. So um, he, the missing person was last seen wearing a blue top, khaki shorts, and a white hat. Went overboard somewhere between Starfish Point and Governor Sound. Now, unfortunately, no one knew exactly when he went overboard. And that's really, really unfortunate. But this is the vicinity, um, as you can see, of where he would have went missing. Just a couple minutes. I don't know. I guess when you have that many people on a boat, you fall overboard. Nobody hears the splash. Everybody drinking. Nobody paying attention. If you're out there assisting with the effort this morning, this is the area that they believe. But, you know, unfortunately, if he if he was drinking and maybe he hit his head going overboard, he could have floated anywhere. I'm praying for him and his family this morning. That hopefully they can recover, recover him safely. Miss Darlene says that's the first time I've seen that that video. Me, too. Ervalyn, we will speak to the PAC government. I know they've been busy, but there's a few things that they definitely need to do that the previous administration refused to do. Paula says, I'm a mandate reporter for young children. Um, is that someone who goes to court with them? Because I know they have court advocates in other jurisdictions that assist with the process who are specially trained individuals. Um, I actually started the certificate course and being a, a child um, advocate for these types of things. I need to finish that course. Another one of those things I need to finish. Um, Carolina says, just tuning in, we haven't stopped our child protection efforts are ongoing. Well, we need to hear more about it because I think the community simply isn't hearing about it. No one has seen that video before. Where is that video? Miss um, Sue says, I never like young teens left home to babysit all day or night. Good morning, Charlene says, here too, uh, isn't that something that should be viral on social media? Well, 2012, if that's when the video was done, that was kind of before, they probably played it on traditional TV. And that was kind of before, um, you know, social media kind of came into its own, really. So thank you, a listener has just shared this link here, says unique considerations regarding juveniles who commit sexual offenses. Um, maybe we need to have a show on this. Sentencing, monitoring, apprehending, registering, and tracking. And this person says that based on the scientific evidence, it's clear that juveniles and adults differ in their cognitive capabilities, capacity for self-management and regulation, susceptibility to social and peer pressure, and in other areas related to judgment, criminal intent, and the capacity to regulate behavior. Risky behavior is more prevalent during adolescence than it is either pre-adolescence or adulthood. The ability to plan ahead, be aware of time, and anticipate future consequences significantly increases with age. And we know this. And this is a brain development thing as well. Most 
um, men in particular, their brains aren't fully developing, where we should consider them an adult to like age 25. And that's important to know when you talk about, you know, how you treat um, individuals who are younger. Aliano says that's also the first time that he's seen the video. Uh, Carolina has shared a link there. So please click on that link to see those videos. Al Ray says they need to play those at the cinema. Pat says, hold on, it's been around for nine years and most of us have never seen it. Well, um, Carolina, reach out to me. We will help you relaunch those videos because everybody needs to see those videos. We will play those videos during our show as commercial spots for the Red Cross. Because that's the kind of public information that everybody needs to see. And I know a lot of young people, when they're not in school, go back and watch these programs as well. Yes, thank you so much, Charlene. Okay, let's talk about um, the court case. Um, it was actually reported on the 4th with, um, you guys remember this fiasco in uh, West Bay, down Bosun's Bay Area. The Adams family has been tortured for years, like five, six years now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. They have had um, the neighbors from hell, quite literally. And um, what's his name? Wilson Mendoza and his wife have purposely tried to interfere with an access point that has existed for some 45 years. Now, we've done entire shows on this. We've broken it down. We've looked at what was in place, the whole nine yards. God, we've done so many stories on this. Let me just show you guys. We've done live podcasts. We've done stories, the works. This guy is unbelievable. He will not stop. Um, let me see if I can filter the search here. We don't want the other Mendoza to get mixed up in this hot mess. So story after story after story, right? Started, we got involved in July of last year. He was making threats to the family. Like we actually have him an audio. There's an audio voice note in here somewhere. Making threats to the family. There's video footage. We protested everything. So this is the access point here. Mendoza comes in to the Cayman Islands with his wife. His wife has Cayman and connections. They purchased this piece of property that you see here, kind of like where the sandy area is. Behind them right here is the Adam family home. They've been there for over 40 years. The Mendoza's Johnny come lately's come here. And this is going back to how even our own Caymanians who live their entire lives abroad, when they come back, they have no respect for anything of value here in the Cayman Islands. So they return to the jurisdiction. She brings the husband here. They built, they purchased this property from Mr. What's his name? Carson Ebanks, I think is his name. And they even got a discount. Listen to this now. They got a discount on the price because they knew 
that their property, because they their property runs long ways like this. You see how it kind of looks like a little fish shape? So they own on this side of the right-of-way and on this side of the right-of-way, okay? Now, they got all kind of plans. Oh, we're going to put in a bed and breakfast. This is going to be our millionaire retirement program. Didn't have a pot to shit in or to piss in in the U.S., trust me. Crosby, sorry, thank you. Crosby Ebanks, thank you. Um, so now they come with big plans. Ooh, this is ocean view. I mean, it, it's it's rocky ocean, but you know when you're not used to nothing. Even, even the ocean, the um, what we call it, Iron Shore, is attractive. So they're so happy to get this property and got all kind of plans. So they want to take a 45-year-old access point and right of way, and do away with it. And tell the Adams family, you notice behind them, there's no other access way created. But they tell them, oh, you can create one to the back end of your property. The nerve of these people, I must tell you, is really something special. The audacity, really. Anyway, they got a discount on the property because of this. And even after that, they try to close it. So they've done everything in their power. They've harassed his family. They've stressed out um, poor Miss Lisa. They've done everything. The street is even named Lisa Lean. They have blocked it. So here's the irony of it. To get to their property, the access point cuts through at least three other property owners' property. So they think it's okay to use the access point to get to their home. But right here now at the very end, you see the end of the red line. They want to block that off. They physically put up a gate. They put up a concrete wall. They have done it all to block people from getting, and not people, the homeowners behind them, from getting to their house. It is ridiculous, and only in the Cayman Islands would this be permitted. So after we protested last year, July, finally the government after being aware of it way before that, I think Mr. McKeever Bush was instrumental in getting the NRA to take charge of the situation. And the NRA is going to make it into a road. The NRA said, listen, this will solve this ongoing dispute. We will maintain the road. We'll put in better infrastructure. It'll have lights. It will be paved properly. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> We can get, you know, in high-speed internet in there, all this kind of stuff. Now, here's the irony of it. Despite having voice notes, threatening people, and doing all the most, Mendoza appears to have enjoyed a special relationship with the RCAPS. He's gotten away with everything. Meanwhile, poor Mike Adams and his family have been charged with common assault just because they raised their hand at him. Somebody flipped his hat. That's common assault. So they were just in court the other day having to plead guilty th to those things. Mr. Mike already previously because he put his fist at him, whatever. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The police have not really helped the situation at all. So you see this little structure right here at the top of the red line? That's their house. Over on this side is where they're planning and building these Airbnb bungalows. So they want it to stop. They want the right of way to stop with their property. Talk about people coming here wanting to change things. This is a perfect example of when that happens. So they have done it all. 
talk, telling one of the Adams boys that they're going to put him six feet under. I, I mean, it's just taunting them. I, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Oh, they've done it all. Trust me. So, um, when the government finally decides to, we're going to put a stop to this now. This was September of 2019, over two years ago. They go in there. These jokers start to interfere with the NRA. So they took their vehicle and they blocked the NRA from being able to do their job. The NRA guys sat there for hours trying to negotiate with this man. I cannot believe the foolishness that is permitted in this country. Wasting valuable time doing no work because Wilson Mendoza and what's his name? Crosby. What, what the heck his name is again? Crosby. Ebanks, who's like the little lackey Caymanian boy for them. One little old man that not got no sense. It's going to allow this to happen. It got so bad that the NRA negotiated with this guy that, okay, we have to tear down this fence, which you illegally erected and put up, but we'll, we'll be, we'll build you a new wall. That'll be nice on the, on the, the bill of the Cayman Islands government, AKA the people. Oh my God. Anywhere else in the world, this dude, this would not go down, including where he's from in New Jersey. They'd end up on that. Um, what's, what's, what's that show called? Um, Fear Thy Neighbor on Discovery ID. Were your neighbor going to deal with you in a different kind of way? That's where they would have ended up a long time ago. But oh no, in the Cayman Islands, they come and harass a former politician, civil servant, business owner, and, and their family who've been there for 40 plus years. That's what they get to do with no consequences. Here's this story from July the 1st. Poor Ms. Lisa was so stressed out. They had to call the ambulance to come and get her. And guess what? The ambulance workers had to pick up and move bricks. Hear this ridiculousness. Big boulders, you see them there in that picture that he had put in the way to prevent any vehicles from going through. Ambulance workers had to move those to go and get this woman out of her house. So back in September of last year, October, he got an injunction. He requested an injunction from the court. And of course, when you request certain types of injunctions, the court just gives it to you because you only need to make a prima facie case that, oh, I might be able to argue something. Doesn't mean you have any merits or anything like that. So they granted the injunction, stopped the NRA from putting in the road. And since then, he hasn't stopped, by the way, because you would have thought, okay, that only stopped the NRA, that paused the process. That didn't give him permission to go back and commandeer the road, but that's exactly what he did. Put back boulders, put up a fence, locking the fence making the bush overgrow so it's not passable. He's been doing the most. So much so that in July of last year, he was at it again. And look, look, yeah, finally, the RCIPS, after all these years, grew some gonads and said enough is enough. And they went in there and towed his SUV, which he was using to block the Adam family from getting to their house. They finally did something. They towed it. 
returned it the next day. But anyway, at least that night, see the police there towing it. This dude is beyond something special. Do I think that this case now, because the grand court has found against him, is this going to be the end of it? Probably not, because this dude is crazy. So they challenged the court. They lost Crosby, Ebanks, Wilson, Mendoza, and then they found another fool fool came out in, Mario Gomez. Apparently, he owns one of the other parcels of land. They've lost their case. Mr. Crosby, I said this to you years ago, and I'm going to say it to you again. You're an elderly gentleman. He said that, oh, he's not leaving nothing for his children. They have to buy it from him. Well, I'm not seeing nobody buy nothing from a dead man yet. But at your age, really consider what you're doing. You are ganging up with K-Man's number one jackass to continue to harass good people. And it really needs to stop. So now that the NRA has this decision, I hope that at the top of their list, and they're not going to let it sit for years to come, they will go back into Lisa Lane and pave the road and just get it done. And have the police on hand this time so that this man gets in the way and tries to interfere. Because now you have a court decision saying he his legal arguments were baloney. They did not find on any of his legal arguments that he had like to stand on. Please have the police on hand so that he can be arrested. Him, the wife, Crosby, Mario Gomez, I don't care who it is. They're very children who they permitted to throw rocks at seniors. Have them all arrested and dealt with. Now, this is a perfect example of where Cayman kind becomes Cayman fool fool. Mike Adams is too nice. His family's too nice. Listen, the boys want to beat this guy into the ground. I can tell you that. But when you're too nice sometimes, people take that for, oh, you're stupid or you're this or that. No, he's just a nice guy. But everybody has their limits. And I can tell you this poor family has been stressed to the max over the past four years. It needs to stop. How could you ever wish to live with someone like you moved into the neighborhood and you think that you can make your neighbor's life a living hell and that's okay? I don't know where the rest of them West Bears are at, but y'all need to y'all need to go in and listen. All right, let's see what happens now. The police have a court case because they were always like, oh, well, we don't have anything from the courts. We're not. All right, the NRA has won. The government has won. Go put the road in forthwith. Don't waste any more time. Now, NRA, they're probably wait five years to get it done. Lord Jesus. But they need to go in there right away. Um... Junior says, God, don't sleep. Bless the Adams family. Charlene, I'm so happy. I mean, we're all happy, but then you always think that this guy always got something else up his sleeve. Irvin says they should put a highway through there. I mean, I really cannot believe what this family has done. They, they have no... She says that, oh, she... It's so funny to hear her say that the wife that she's a Caymanian. Apparently her mother's from East End, but she left Cayman a long time ago and had 
her kids in, in New Jersey or New York or wherever. And she came back as an adult. I said, well, if she was really a Caymanian, she would know a little something about respect. But clearly she, and the mother never taught her that Caymanian principle because she don't know nothing about it. She acts like a hooligan. And I mean, they do the most. Oh, they even said that I, I, um, they had me charged with common assault too. I said, yep, I did curse at him. Yep, that's common assault. Okay. Paid my little $300 fine. It really is unbelievable. All of that was done, Louis. You have no idea the details of what has happened. Go back and listen to some of the other cases, right? It's all, Lands Registry shows it as an access point, as a right of way. These people are just crazy. He not been charged with nothing. Yeah. I only know a snippet of what's been happening since 2019 when we started protesting. And I get a headache just thinking to talk about it. I can only imagine the Adams family who has to deal with that every single day coming in and out of their property. <laughs> Miss Brenda, that's a good one. She says, time to change it to Cayman Spine. Yes, because we need to start growing one too. It's just crazy. Uh, Patricia, girl, you need to go and Google. Like I said, there's been a number of stories there. Have a look at them on the website so you can get an idea of what's going on. Um, listen, just because you have the right to be a Caymanian on paper, like you have a Caymanian parent and whatever, that doesn't mean that you really appreciate what it is to be a Caymanian. I'm just saying. People like her disappoint me. When she says that she's a Caymanian, I look at her and I just shake my head. I said, not in a million years that as a Caymanian, I would allow my expat husband to come here who's been invited into this community and enjoy a standard of life that he has had nowhere else. Because trust me, y'all know me and my detective skills. I was all up in his business. Some of his former military. He had a $30,000 house in New Jersey that he shared with his daddy. So now you come and you can afford a little piece of property. You think you're a millionaire. And you're acting like the world has cut. The world has got to come to a standstill. It's like, what? Dude, are you serious? No, sir. No, you don't do that kind of stuff. Deep Blue Sea said, whoever came up with this stupid phrase, came mankind, has to be oblivious to what all of this kindness got us. Yeah. And we're still one of the kindest people in the world. That hasn't changed. But, you know, we're getting kind of fed up now with being used and abused because it came mankind. No, sir. What a mess. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, 
tomorrow's program, don't forget tonight, we have um, the CMR COVID Spotlight Series. So make sure that you tune in for that. We are supposed to have Dr. T on the program, by the way. So y'all definitely want to not miss this one. And we're also going to have um, a virologist coming on the program. So local um, Dr. Steve Tomlinson and distinguished USF health professor for the Global Health Infectious Disease Research Program, Dr. Thomas Unash. I think that's how it's pronounced. And they're going to share their different views on COVID and we will be discussing it. So, um, yes. All right. So in terms of, um, Got a little update here. In terms of, uh, oh yeah, 7 p.m. tonight. We'll put it up, we'll schedule it here in a second. So make sure you just click on that link to get your reminder. In terms of um, Sterling and uh, in, inviting him to the show, we've been told by management that he's still a civil servant um, and that there will be no third party intervention. Well, we, we weren't trying to intervene, we just have some questions. Um, so, okay. I guess that means that he won't be coming on. He's a civil servant that, that has taken a very interesting position, obviously. <laughs> Whew, that sounds interesting. Uh, okay. Whatever that means. Um, someone says that Kim Mankind was created by Shamari Scott when he was head of tourism. Ooh, Shamari, they put that one on you, child. Mm-mm-mm. What a hot mess. Okay. No, sir. Anyway, uh, yes, Miss K, I see your message. And I agree with you. Can't read that one online. But believe me. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Miss Britta. Yes, honey child. Patricia, Charlene, Marshall. El Ray, Deep Blue Sea, everybody else that was tuning into the program, still 300 strong. We appreciate your love and support. Um, tomorrow's program, ah, uh, let me not forget, we will have the Honorable um, Wayne Panton on the program. He will be joining us, so make sure you tune in for that show. Get your questions ready. If you don't understand the, the um, vaccine mandate and how that's going to work and all that good stuff, um, here you go. He's coming on the program tomorrow. Impact Wednesdays. Get ready for it. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh, yeah. All right, good folks. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. I uh, hope that you guys have a beautiful day. Thank you, Vanessa. Big shout out to Vanessa. Vanessa assisted yesterday with... Um, one of the mothers who reached out who needed some groceries, amongst other things, Vanessa went and did the grocery shopping and she delivered the groceries to this mom in West Bay. Vanessa, thank you, darling.
This is what makes us K-Mankind. But don't take advantage of it now. We appreciate you stepping out, young lady, to helping another mother. Um, we've got another lady today that we're trying to get some groceries to as well. So if you're able to help with it, because I've got a really busy day today. I've got like already three, four meetings scheduled. So if you are able to help with the um, grocery shopping part of things, I can give you a gift card and some money to go do it. But if you're able to actually get it done today and do the delivery for me, I'd really appreciate um, you reaching out. And um, yeah, I think that's all I got for you guys. So one parent still needs help with rent. So we're trying to see how we can get um, some donations to pay directly to the landlord to get the rent situation sorted as well. So thank you, uh, Mr. Tommy. Oh, he says, uh, same to you, Sandy, as always, makes my day. Uh, Clinton, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Clinton says Mendoza should be glad that we don't have people around here still like Joseph Rodriguez, Captain Roddy, Wattler, or Roy Archer. Ooh, that sounds kind of serious still. Uh, Alex says, I can't wait for tomorrow. Miss Darlene McKenzie says, with no disrespect, Sandra, do you know what were the names of the family who first owned the house? I know the wife passed away in a motor vehicle accident came in somewhere in Savannah. Collided in a tree in the early 80s that the family now... Oh, okay, I don't know. No. Because as far as I can recall, my father worked for them as a farmer and a big piece of the property next to the public road. Hmm. I can certainly ask the Adams family, and I'm sure they would probably remember that. Um, but no, I have, I have no idea. But yeah, they've been there for a really long time. All right, good people. Um, please be good. Uh, if you can't be good, be good at it. Maybe that's not the right motto. <laughs> um, big shout out to my husband. He's one of those expats y'all. I'm not going to be having no issues with because trust me, where's my whip? Somewhere around here. Oh, he is so into gardening. He is beautifying my yard by the day. Shall he's like, we're going to do this. We're going to put up a little fence here. We're going to put a little, my little area where he had my plantains because, oh, he knows how much I love plantains, right? So he has a little section for my banana trees, my plantains. See, you see he's coming to take down two of the coconut trees. That's okay because they're too close to the power line. But he's now got that nicely decorated and fixed up. And he has the gardeners. I see him here again today doing something. Um, I mean, he's always, he just keeps busy. He keeps out of people's business and he just keeps busy. Mendoza should try it. Because you see what I said about idle hands being the devil's playground? That's exactly what's going on. Idle hands. Real idle. Start a gardening project. We have beautiful, I think we got at least 12 gardening beds now in our backyard. We got bok chow, tomatoes. Um, first time I've ever actually plucked a, a carrot out of the ground. It was tiny, but still my daughter ate it. She liked it. She thought it was delicious. We got lettuce growing. Oh, child, we got a whole, we got to do. You know what? One day soon, CMR's morning show is going to do it from the garden. Because we got a whole garden thing going on there. Now, we're having an issue with the chickens. So if anybody wants some free chickens, we're trying to catch them. Anybody does chicken catching? Apparently, the Department of Agriculture say they don't do it anymore. Can you come and round up the neighborhood chickens and take them away? Because they love to go dig up all your seeds and everything. The iguanas are coming back full force. Oh, Lord. So it's a fight to keep your little garden going, but try it. El Ray's having a good laugh. Erwin says, good job, Marlon. Um, Louis says, I could use a couple of those hands doing some trim work. 
Yes, child, he can find people. You know, Jamaicans are very industrious people. So he can find him some other Jamaican brothers to be around the place doing his work. Uh, he tells them what he wants done. But listen, he's not scared of work, you know. On Saturday, he had on his little straw hat and his shorts and his white tee. And he was all in the garden getting dirty. I was like, no, this, that wasn't Saturday. That was Sunday. I said, what are you doing? Like, we have somewhere to go at 3 o'clock. I was in here baking and, oh, 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 did I tell you all about my brownies that I made? Now, I know you saw the tres leche banana pudding, which, by the way, I didn't have any of, but it's good. But I got some rave reviews for the, you know, I have a little twist on my, um, so there's a couple of things I do with the brownies. You can make them just regular with or without nuts. And then I do it with coconut. Ooh, somebody was messaging me. I said, like, girl, these brownies with the coconut shavings are like the best thing ever. Warm it up, have a little bit of vanilla ice cream, and you're good to go. Miss Brenda says DC Roy Archer knew the laws and he wasn't like the samples that are here now. I'm guessing he was family to you, Miss Brenda. Mm hmm. Good morning, Paul from Bermuda. All right, good people. That's it. That's the show for today. Y'all have a wonderful day and uh, we shall see you manana tomorrow morning, the premiere. Mm -hmm.